how do I actually make my creativity something that's not just mine, but something that I can really involve a broader community and that I can actually find people who are a little bit better than me or peers, mostly who trust me enough to be able to come and say, I'm gonna to be totally honest with you about this thing. That they could be off the wall. You know, I've got another friend who is like ADD and has no patience. And so like, he'll be like, this was boring, I didn't get through it, it was too boring. That tells me something. Welcome to the podcast, Tapping Creativity, with myself, Matthew C. Temple. And each week, we're going to dive into questions and issues and inspiration around creativity and the creative process. I was listening to a masterclass by a literary agent he was talking about the writing process and what it takes to, you know, to actually get to the point of being published, this kind of thing. And he was talking about Khaled Hosseini, who wrote The Kite Runner. He's written several books, and each of these books is workshopped in like writers' groups. And he was talking actually about really the need to have real feedback, to be able to um, not make it such a lonely process. I realize as a filmmaker, it's one of the things I actually love about the filmmaking process is that it's so collaborative. Nobody makes a great movie on their own. Um, sure, you know, you got like Robert Rodriguez's who were like, oh, I was the cinematographer and the director and the editor and all this stuff. And and even that is like a bit of a misnomer. Um, you know, actually, I worked with uh, Robert's first uh, producer who produced Desperado. Um, and a lot of it is really... Uh, I guess, you know, the second one, but he came on to Desperado because uh, he was actually hired by the studio to uh, um, fix, was it El Mariachi, right? Um, you know, and it was like, oh, look, I did everything and I did it on my own and I shot this thing for $10,000 or whatever. And then look at this great movie I made for $10,000 all by myself. And, you know, the reality is, is that uh, Columbia Pictures dumped in like a million dollars into it after they acquired it to get it ready um, and team of people working to get it there. So it's one of the things I actually love about the filmmaking process, you know, and that's really not to crap on the amazing work of Robert Rodriguez in that it's to kind of crap on the the ego around it and this idea that as a creative, as an artist, I can kind of do it on my own because um, we really can't, you know even as you know, painter, yeah, you know, there are these things you do on your own, but actually, uh, most of the great artists that I know, uh, they're kind of like two things. One is there, this is the work that you do just kind of on your own, whether it's painting, but you also actually have to kind of see what other people are doing. You have to study whether that means going to museums, going to galleries to see what are other people doing to keep inspiration fresh. So you might not necessarily be getting critiqued on your own work, uh, in a painting, perhaps. I don't know. I'm not a painter. Um, I'm kind of imagining here. Um, but kind of conversely, with even with the writing process, filming, these are, you can't really do it on your own. And writing can feel like a very lonely endeavor. Um, and actually, right now, I am I'm spending this month staying with David Aaron Cohen. You've probably seen some of his movies. Um, He's probably most known for Devil's Own with uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Harrison Ford, as well as Friday Night Lights. And he's done um, quite a few others since then. So, um, but we were, you know, we were talking about uh, one of his most recent scripts the other day um, and, you know, and how, you know, 
breaking story on on a new script is something that he doesn't do on his own. It's just it's too much. It needs someone to bounce back and forth with either a producing partner or or someone who really understands the writing process to just sit down and break it. And then, you know, and then it's, you know, getting notes, getting notes. So like it was great, you know, one of his newer uh screenplays and different one. I just kinda you know he handed it to me and we, I read over it and then we just had a conversation and this is one that he's been working on for over a year and it's really, really solid. Um, you know, but at the same time, even though it's, you know, been so well worked and it's fantastically crafted and I can't wait to see it get to the screen. The reality is, is that, you know, each kind of iteration, each time some new critique comes to it, it gives something. And even whether you, you take that, you know, you could take some of the notes or leave them, Either you take them because there's something you didn't see or you leave them the way it is and you, you know, you don't take those notes because ultimately you, you, you can use any sort of suggestions or pushback almost as a way to say, you know what? No, I really am sure about this, you know, so it can be actually a validation process. So if someone comes in and like, even with my documentary, a hardball, you know, I was working with a director on another project at the time and, uh, I had her her uh, look at a copy of the a, a cut of the movie. It was getting pretty close. It still needed work, and her notes were completely, completely like not in line with anything that I believed or thought or wanted to do. Um, and that to me was also a really valuable thing because I could look at it and say, no, not that, not that, not that. It actually helped confirm the things that I knew, and. Um, uh, you know, I think I might've written about this before too. in in one of my blogs, but you know, I had, uh, um, one, one, I think the first screening I did for, for hardball, the girls of summer was, um, uh, Bill Borden, who I worked with for many years came to the screening and he left without saying very much. Um, and I got really great feedback from a bunch of other people, some of whom I really trusted. Um, and he didn't say much. He went home and he composed like a three page, email that basically just destroyed my work. So much of what he wrote, I didn't agree with, but he actually ended with one of the harshest statements I've gotten ever, but was so valuable. And this is what I took. He gave me all these notes, things he didn't like. He basically, you know, I don't think you have a movie here. It was really rough. And then he said, with a project like this, you need to hit a home run and you barely got to second base. And, you know, that feedback was actually really important. And I just looked at that and said, you know what, this really stings. Maybe I need to quit altogether. Maybe I'm terrible at what I do. I'm a bad filmmaker. I don't know how to write a good story. Um, and ultimately I was like, you know what? That's true. I have to hit a home run here. And at that point it was a rough cut. So like I could forgive myself, but this last little bit was this thing that I knew that before I could deliver it, I had to hit a home run. I had to go over it and go over it and go over it. And the way I went over that movie is the same way in talking to to David about his this his most recent script was like to go back through and examine every scene, to examine every beat. Actually, after I'd gotten into another round with Hardball where I felt really good about it, I actually showed it to David. And this is now a couple of years ago. And he was like, you know what? That's solid, but I'm missing your voice. You know, and that was another like really important moment. Actually, what I did after that particular note was I kicked my editor out of the editing room for two months. I said, you know what? I'm taking it over. 
and I sat there and I re-edited. I did a ton of editing. It was putting my voice into it, right? So what I'm saying with that is that, you know, these, these pieces from the other side, yeah, I did the work, but I couldn't have done the work without this collaboration, without this thing coming from the outside, without other people involved. And that's just really key. And so, you know, in all of these creative endeavors, filmmaking, writing, making music, yeah, there are certain parts that we can kind of do on our own, but the reality is, is that, that is that the creative, like the creative or creativity in general, the creative process working with really molding something from idea into completion and taking something really from a first draft into that, that really amazing piece. We just can't do it on our own. Yeah. There's like a few people out there. Like I think the guy who writes like black mirrors, right. For Netflix, one guy, he writes them, but you know, even that, you know, there's no way there's not feedback coming and you can even kind of take that another step, you know, in, in writings, uh, series and in, in, uh, for television is that almost all the time there's a writer's room with a bunch of people working together in these late nights of crafting it and crafting it, crafting it. And, you know, you look at the quality of a lot of television these days and it's gotten really good. These are not solo endeavors. And so I think kind of, to, you know, sort of the thought of the week is looking at how do I actually make my creativity something that's not just mine, but something that I can really involve a broader community and that I can actually find people who are a little bit better than me or peers, um, someone who could understand that also I trust enough, but mostly who trusts me enough to be able to come and say, I'm going to be totally honest with you about this thing. You don't have to agree with it. They can be off the wall. You know, I've got another friend who, like, I show him my stuff because he just doesn't get it. You know, he wants to get it. And he's like ADD and has no patience. And so, like, he'll be like, this was boring. I didn't get through it. It was too boring. That tells me something. And he's so harsh about it. And he's like, and I could easily write him off. Like, he's, you know, he doesn't work in the industry. There's all these reasons I could write him off. But I use what he has to offer me. Uh, and then for him, it's great because he actually loves the creative process. You know, he's direct, he directed one film and thought about moving into that as a, as a career and found it wasn't for him. But, um, you know, so it's great for him because he gets to be involved in a creative project very minimally, but super helpful to me, no matter how harsh he is, no matter how cutting he is. So, you know, I think that, yeah, so in this week, something to really consider is how do I take this, these ideas that I have or the stuff I'm working on and actually find a community to hold it for me, a creative community, whether it's a writer's group or a collaborator, if it's directing a project, maybe you need a co-director or a producer or a co-writer or somebody who can really, like, give you feedback and pushback and actually help to bring something to life because we just don't do it on our own and there's kind of no two ways about that have a great and creative week and i'll see you next time